0: hey there everybody this is pastor chip again hope you all are doing okay i'm out here on my porch watching the sun about to dip down behind the ridgeline but um today i'm going to talk about testing the lord and you know We always hear, you know, Jesus tells Satan, Thou shalt not test the Lord thy God when he takes him out to the desert. But there's a different thing than testing the Lord your God and trying or confirming that God is doing what He's doing or or that you're hearing what you're hearing or think you're hearing or seeing or being told. And you know, that happens uh, many times in the Bible. But today I'm going to talk about one in Judges. And if you're familiar with Gideon at all, um, Gideon was in was a leader, kind of confusing at some point, Um, but he was a leader, and God did great things with him, but um, chapter 6 and 7 is pretty long, so I guess y'all want me to read it to you, right? Uh, I'm not going to. It's kind of long. So, I'm going to hit the highlights. So, it says um, the Lord delivered Israel, the nation of Israel, into the hands of the Midians for seven years. And um, they would come and raid, lived in caves around the Israel people, uh, killed their livestock and tore up their crops and stuff and just... They were a pain in the rear end of Israel. You know, they. it's kind of like the guys that come and want you to pay a fee to protect you. You know, you can't get ahead because people are taking your money and then stealing your food and whatever. They could never get ahead. There was no peace. Um, In Judges 6.13... We see the Lord, 1, 6, 12, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And uh, this is the first encounter Gideon had had with the Lord, and he's called him a mighty man of valor. There's no indication there was a record or whatever beforehand. So, in 13... Gideon said to him, O my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord turns to him and says, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So, um, 15, he says, So he said to him, O oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in the Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord says, Surely I will be with you and shall defeat the Midianites as one man. So, hold right there. So, out of the blue, Gideon gets an appearance of the Lord. I mean, he's in his face, sitting under a tree, talking to him, telling him that he's going to do these things for him. And Gideon uh, tells him, said, you know, if you're who you say you are, let me prepare a meal for you. And Gideon kills a little lamb and, and fixes some food and brings it out to the Lord. And the Lord says, place it on the rock. And um says, the angel of the Lord took the end of his staff and touched it, and fire came out of the rock and consumed it all in front of him. So that would have been a pretty good trick, in, in my opinion, as to, okay, I'm with you, fellas. You say you're God, I'm not going to question it, because ain't nobody else around here got a staff to make a rock, belch out flame, and consume a a lamb and everything. But no, not Gideon. That wasn't enough for him. So he goes on. A little later, uh, he'd done some other things that the God had told him to do. He tore down an altar, a bale, and killed a bull, and caused a a confrontation with the people of the of the land, but he obeyed God. But but then Gideon says to God in verse 36, If you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, look, I shall put a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said. That's pretty simple, isn't it? You lay a, a fleece of wool out, and, is, and uh, there is dew on the fleece only, and it's dry on all the ground. I mean, you know, you you get to thinking about it. Well, maybe, maybe that's just a coincidence. So when he arose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece together, he wrung wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. That wasn't good enough for Gideon. And Gideon says to God, don't be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry on the fleece, but on the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night, and it was dry on the fleece only, but there was dew on, the gr- on all the ground. Now, you know, these are simple times we're talking about. They didn't have a lot of technology, and you can't really write that off as anything except what it was. One night it was dry. One night it was wet. I mean and don't forget consuming an a meal with a staff and a flame coming out of a rock. So he tested God to see that this was indeed the Lord gonna hold true on what he said. But where am I going with all this, you say? What have you done in your life? What are things that you've seen, encountered, and you think, you know, Lord, is that that's your hand in it? You know, I, I like to mention that movie Jim Carrey and uh, Bruce Almighty when he's riding down the road. Lord, give me a sign. And, you know, there's all these signs up ahead, Road in. He said, just just a sign, Lord. And a truck full of signs pulls out in front of him and he still don't listen. He's still not seeing it. So what are the signs that we're seeing in our life? That God has things prepared for you you know as far as people go you always hear or I always hear when you're dating people you get red flags you know how many of us have been with somebody and we think oh man they are the shizzle I'm gonna marry this girl or this guy but then they go and do something, and you say, ah, that's a that's a red flag. And then you say, whatever, something else is going on, and you're just so in, so in lust with them, enamored by them and their lies or their deceit, and their cunning. And you say, Lord, you know, just show me a sign if this is the right person, and then, Then they do something, and you think, "Eh, yeah, eh, uh, I can live with that." That's not really, <coughs> excuse me, that's not really the sign I was looking for. Maybe God didn't mean that. Or what about buying a car? You know, I've heard that too. Lord, if you just want me to have this car, you know, make this price right. Make this guy give me the right price. And then they the salesman walks out, and it's the end of the month. He needs to make a sale, and he cuts it down a couple of thousand. You think, oh, yeah, Lord, that's the that's Lord giving me a sign. But are you testing the Lord? Are you testing the Lord in other ways? Are you saying, Are you saying, God, I've got another job offer. And you know, I really like this job I have. And If you want me to stay and let them give me a pay raise tomorrow, but if you want me to go, let them not give me a pay raise tomorrow. Well, you see, maybe you're not good enough to get a pay raise and but maybe God is putting you in a place where in maybe a month or two you'll be recognized for your skills. And you'll make more money than where you are. But you've put an unrealistic test on God. You see, pay raises are not realistic tests. And I would just say, I mean, who knows? Maybe we shouldn't go lay a fleece out tonight. And see if it's a test. I'm not sure that God would use that one again. But I have found the best thing to do when we're unsure of things is not test God and test God's patience or His His uh, benevolence. How about we try a novel thing that's mentioned a couple of times in the Bible. And you fast. And you pray. And you see, if you fast a day, if it's a major serious issue and you feel like you really need God's influence in this fast. You fast and you spend time in prayer and ask God for wisdom, understanding. Wisdom and the things that you're asking for and searching for, and understanding to know that He's speaking to you, that He's opening doors for you or closing doors for you. You know, a lot of times I pray and I pray, I pray for the patience of Job. and i pray for the wisdom of solomon and i pray and i pray for god's grace in my life you see i'm a firm believer in we have consequences for our choices and actions and i tell people that you make a rash decision without putting any thought and prayer into it. It's like, it's like throwing jello against the wall. you might get it to stick. chances are it won't. And if you make a bad decision like that, you're going to have consequences and now you're stuck with those consequences. And now you have to pray, realign yourself, get yourself back on track. And God can still take the bad and make good with it. You may live a hard life. You may have a rough marriage. You may have a difficult job because you did these things without consulting the powers that be. But if you spend some time in prayer and fast a little bit and give God a fighting chance in your life, more than just 15 minutes on Sunday, and you make that decision, you could be making a good decision. You might be making a great decision. And it might just be that you're in a no-win situation, but God blesses you on the other side. By that, I mean He can take the bad, and He can still make good out of it. You see, too many people use God for fire insurance think he has to answer when we call. And you know, I think the test of the fleece is good for Gideon, but for us it needs to be possibly the fleece needs to be emblematic of us in our prayer life with Christ. If we're praying and spending time with God, prayer and in our life and our family, and when we have these things that happen, it's not going to be so difficult to ask Him for a little favor. Your fleece will be wet or dry depending upon the season. But if God is a thing that you think of when you've exhausted the influence or advice of your peers and your research and you're not getting the answers that you want, so now you go to God, you're probably not going to like the answer you get. So this is Pastor Chip. I thank you for tuning in. I hope that gives you a new uh, interpretation on that text. and I hope everyone has a blessed day, a blessed evening. and Tune in again this week. We'll be talking about more things that Gideon has done. Let's see what happens. God bless.